Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where two mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now, here are your hosts, Darth Jader and Jason Mitchell. Good evening, Hindsighters, and welcome back to Season 2 of Ooh. Hindsight is Horrifying. That's right. Get excited. I hear the audience clapping. Well, you guys can't. You don't have your headphones on. Yeah, I, I have no idea what's them. going on. Yeah, I hear them. Uh, he hears them all the time, Hindsighters. We're I having know, every- him checked out at the doctor. Uh, <laughs> everywhere I go, I hear people applauding me. Of course you do. Uh, but, I mean, if that's They're what everywhere. you need to get by. Yeah. <laughs> and for speaking sure. of hallucinations. <laughs> we picked the perfect movie for it, and we'll get around to that in just a second. But, Hindsighters, we... Jason and I did some brainstorming toward the end of season one, and we were thinking we might want to make episode one of season two somewhat special for you guys. So we brought back some, you know, familiar voices that you guys uh, all know. only two that would say yes. (laughs) God, you just had to ruin it, didn't you? But we brought back some two very familiar voices, uh, and they share a name. You know them, you love them. We've got the Adams in the studio. Oh, I thought it was the Josephuses. I know I tricked oh, you. That's how yeah. I got you here, actually. So see, but sorry. the funny thing is, though, because some of you may have noticed, those of you who have very, very sharp eyes, and you're watching this, that you can see us. Hold on. <laughs> Hello. Wait, you're filming us? I didn't I'm sign fil- a release form. No, no, no. It's you did uh, when you signed that other form. <laughs> oh, damn it! Yeah. I knew well, I should have read that. Did you read the fine print? Now, uh, power no. of attorney is very broad. Well, yeah. you're my attorney, so that's <laughs> that's part of the problem. <laughs> We're all screwed. But welcome back, Hindsiders. We're thrilled to have you here in the studio. We have. What do you want to call yourself this season? Are you sticking with your regular nickname? I'm sticking with Young Adam. All right, we've got Young Adam, and we have Mr. Brown over in the corner. A.K.A. Adam B., please. <laughs> no. <laughs> they know who you are. You know what they me. say, double the Adam, double the fun. <laughs> Somehow the testosterone just spiked in the room. I might need to leave. That would be hell. I'm a little concerned. But yeah, so we did pick a special uh, movie, or rather, Jason picked a special movie. Well, so special I, was, movie. I, I thought that the chances were reasonably high that you know episode two or a season two, you know, episode kicking one, off yeah. a brand new thing, filming it. It's all so new and exciting that I thought you know we might drink a little bit. And what goes better? We don't drink. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Q drinking seltzer. <laughs> Get my nice what goes? What would go there. better with alcohol than a movie directed by a British person? So um, you know, I just thought what's the, the first thing okay. I thought of? <laughs> More specifically, Terry Gilliam. Yeah, the <laughs> Terry yes. Gilliam. Of not Monty just Pilot any British Affair. person. Who's actually not British. She's American. And the only one. Is, uh, yeah. yeah, the crew. And also our second Terry Gilliam film. I know. After the Adventures Who of would, Baron yeah. Chausen. We're so. gonna have to do Brazil next. Yes. Or Twelve Monkeys. Or Time Bandits. Oh, or Time Bandits. Or Fisher King. Yeah. Lots of options. Yeah. Lots of options. Well, like six. And our second, <laughs> and our second Johnny Depp film because we did Sleepy hollow and now we are doing fear and loathing in las vegas yes mm. yes so jason why don't you kick us off with this episode by explaining why you picked this bizarre ass movie i think that you just answered it oh okay. because i wanted i wanted something that was bizarre something right. that was not normal not a normal movie but also something that was a good movie that's putting it nicely <laughs> yeah you know and, and and so diplomatic i i i do have to admit uh, upon rewatching it, I had forgotten how 
much psychic energy it takes oh, to yes. actually make it through this whole movie. You have to oh, mentally fortify yeah. yourself yeah. to really oh, make it through. Yeah. yeah. After two hours or an hour and 58 minutes of this movie, you will feel like you need to go to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Such was the power of Hunter yeah, S. Thompson yeah, through I, the acting and of John Honestly, Depp. I don't know why anyone would ever want to do drugs after watching this movie. No. I can't imagine either. And it's just, but you have to really touch on how crazy Hunter S. Thompson was with his drug habits because he's. He was the man with a briefcase full of drugs at any given moment. My arrival was not. Wait, what was what was the line? My arrival was not well timed. No, it was not. <laughs> and of course, it, the famous line that everybody knows when they're cruising through the desert in Hunter Thompson's actual car. Uh, yeah. So we were somewhere outside the out around Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began to take hold. Yes. So yeah. that's where we really we're gonna stop here. Story. This is bat country. I've used that line <laughs> on so many people and no one has ever gotten it. I've said this is bat country. This and, is bat country. And, and people just look at you when you say that. And, and they well, they'll get it now. They'll get it now. Yeah. That's yes. the one line that I remembered from the movie from when I watched it for the first time ten years ago. You can't pull over here. This is bad country. Bad country. And he's just freaking out. And then he tells Benicio del Toro, oh, I'm starting to hallucinate. Maybe it's your turn to drive. So well, let's, let's, at least he was responsible with his drug use. For yeah. those of you in the audience who do not know uh, what the hell we're talking about. Yes. We are talking about a movie called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas based on a book called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. The book was written by a man named Dr. Hunter S. Thompson. God rest his soul. <laughs> Um, yes, indeed. <clears throat> who, I Hunter Thompson's a hard person to to describe. It's easy just to say, okay, well, he's the father of Gonzo journalism. But then you go down the rabbit hole with what the hell is what Gonzo hell, journalism, yeah. which even lesser people have heard of. So. Right, exactly. But fortunately, we have an English major in the studio with us here to explain. Yes, uh, I can actually rise to that challenge. So suck it, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> Gonzo journalism is a style that is actually written without claims of objectivity because when you're a journalist for... Uh, any sort of news medium, you want to be as objective as possible and just relay the facts. Gonzo journalism couldn't be more different from that. You're actually a part of the story, uh, possibly narrating and participating in it to the point where you can affect the outcome. And anything kind of goes with Gonzo journalism. And, and Jason and I were having a bit of a discussion about this earlier today. It's It's definitely art, but I don't know that I would really call it journalism because you're not relaying a story. You're telling a story. It's... It's not the same. I, I don't think it could be called journalism. I mean, anything that involves Tobey Maguire. In a wig, <laughs> you're, in a you're, horrible blonde you're wig. Friendly, oh. Our friendly neighborhood, Tobey Maguire. That's right. Yeah. Friendly neighborhood yeah. Spider-Man. As, as a journalism graduate, I can concur <laughs> that that is the meaning of gonzo journalism. Oh, oh hoity-toity, thank you. Yes. Oh, I raise your pinky when you drink that seltzer. <laughs> and he was only 22 years old in there, but he looks like he's... 40 with that stringy yeah, hair. Strange yeah. hair always it was threw bizarre. me off. This yeah. is before Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. before anything in his life, pretty much, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah, right this... before Pleasantville, and yeah. Had to have been before Cider House Rules, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe. So, so the film does star, uh, it stars Johnny Depp. And Benicio Del Toro. And that's who I really want to talk oh, about. Benicio. Oh, Benicio that, Del Toro. Fat Benicio Del Toro. Benicio, yes. I think this was actually the movie that introduced me to Benicio Del Toro. I, I think so, too, for me. He's an I, underrated actor. What about he The is. Usual Suspects? Was this before The Usual Suspects? Well, that, was, that was before, yeah. It usual was. Suspects. Yeah. I, 
I wasn't allowed I to watch either of them when they came out. I was too. That's young a great to movie. Well, he them. was he was sexy in Usual Suspects. He's not sexy in this. No. Well, it depends no. on your taste. Well, to well, a very I guess that's right? fair. Yeah, that's yeah. very fair. There's a very particular demographic. <laughs> Benicio, your demographic. The you. Don't cam. let young Adam make you feel bad. <laughs> that cannot be a thing. Oh come on! There has to be. There's a there's a niche. There's a thing for everything. Well, and this is not outside of Johnny Depp's realm because he was he was quite the Thompson character of his own when he was a younger man. He would do a lot of drugs and trash a hotel room, and he wound up in the tabloids a lot when he was younger. He before did? He, oh, big time! Yeah. He was uh, a rocker. He a was lot a rock of people, because uh, oh gosh, Twenty One Jump Street. He was a policeman. Yeah, <laughs> he was an officer of the law. He was a narc. <laughs> oh, the irony! But yeah, he cleaned up his act when his children came around. Really, that's why he started doing movies like uh, Alice in Wonderland and The Pirates of the Caribbean, so that his children could actually watch some of the things that he was in. Because everything else was just untenable for little children to watch. Yeah. So he yeah. he turned it around, um, and you know he's he's very. I love this scene. <laughs> I know. What scene are we not, talking about? I know. We've got it playing in the in the studio. I'm trying. We know you guys can't I, I, see it. I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> When he's <laughs> okay, va- so what's happening? The valet, he's attempting to valet park in yes. in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, yeah. Um, every shot of this is so Terry Gilliam. <laughs> oh, it is. It's it's a trip. Like from the second you, it, you're you're sort of sober and looking in on the story at first when the guys are running on the beach at the very beginning of the movie, and then once Johnny Depp says the drugs began to take hold, the the cinematography lends that same well, sort of viewpoint to the viewer yeah like so you feel it's like you said jason you feel like you're tripping right along well, with they, them when you watch they it. specifically terry gilliam and the cinematographer um specifically delineated for each type of drug there was a different type of cinematography so for cocaine cool. for mescaline for you know ether whatever there were specific things that they would do okay. to try to simulate what it was and that, well not really to simulate it that's genius actually. yeah it really was yeah. yeah and so that's one reason why the movie gets progressively harder to watch okay. i think because you go all the way through until you get to the the made up drug to the fictionalized drug um, which um adreno the drop one yeah, adren- yeah adrenochrome adrenochrome yeah. yeah which yeah you said it was fake and it is and what's really funny about that is that when they first started testing the film uh, a couple of guys ran up to Terry Gilliam afterward, and one of them claimed to have, you know, tripped yeah, on adrenochrome. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, oh, man, you nailed the effects. It was just a spot on. And Terry Gilliam didn't have the heart to tell him. He's like, it's not a real drug, kid. Yeah. But he didn't tell him. So. Yeah. I, I know a guy who I guarantee you, after seeing this movie, probably went around telling people he had done adrenochrome. Is this the friend that ran away from the fire it's that was exactly talking to him? <laughs> it's exactly the when same friend. I wonder, I wonder how many people asked their drug dealer if they had any of it on them. Exactly. <laughs> After they saw this movie. Do you carry adrenochrome? <laughs> All right. Well, do you have the knockoff I mescaline? I just saw this movie. I got to know. <laughs> no, sir. Fresh out of adrenochrome. Um, <laughs> we do have mescaline, though. They call it giggle pig. <laughs> it's a new substance, and we need a task force to cover it. And in case you didn't realize. Aren't you glad you can see this now? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's you, so you people at home, you know, and, and it, you know, a program note. 
you know, we are still releasing, obviously, the audio. Yes, don't freak out, Hindsiders, and Katie specifically. Yeah. Don't freak out. We're still going to do our audio every week like we do, as you've come to love and su- expect. But She's thrashing around in a bathtub. Tape recorder. Something to bite yeah. down yeah. on. Yeah. This is a mind-blowing moment for a lot of our listeners. They're finally seeing what everyone looks like. And we apologize. Yeah. I am so, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm almost, don't get your hopes yeah. up. I'm almost afraid to ask if our voices match up to what you expected us to look like. Uh, I don't want to hear from my trolls. So let me just go ahead and wait till season there, three I'm... when we do it all animated. Yep. That's, yeah, it's gonna get I, real. you know, I bet all the listeners here were thinking I was going to look like Thelma and Louise Brad Pitt. So, uh, you know, but we've all got faces made for radio. That is right? true. Right. And we'll stick this with was that. a horrible idea. Why did we do this? <laughs> I regret wow. expanding Everything. our okay, repertoire. This, this is the night that I'm YouTube, really going to slap that's you. That's right. YouTube. I'm getting paid <laughs> handsomely. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that either. Damn, I need to read the fine print You really time. have to. Wow. I'm a mess. But so, yeah. So the guys arrive in We need to talk about your credit score, by the way, too. So oh, anyway. I'm glad I at least got my house before all this tank. So I'm house poor, but at least I have somewhere to live. Uh, so yeah, catching up with the movie, the the very basic synopsis of this film, Hindsiders, <laughs> is the is there, there a is synopsis? Much, I don't think there is it's, a synopsis. It's, no, it's based on the real story of when Hunter S. Thompson was assigned by I think it was Rolling Stone to go out and cover the Mint 500 the race. 400. 400. Thank you. The Mint Jesus. 400 race. I know I can't get my shit together. Which is back. <laughs> the Mint 400 is back. Is it really? Yes, it's it's a running race again. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, Hunter S. Thompson went to go cover it and. You know, he just stayed drugged up the entire time, evidently, which was pretty much his style. But what really kills me, Rolling Stone actually covered or wrote an article about him, uh, I think, after he passed. But they would apparently this was when journalism and journalists were just off the charts, rock star status. And, you know, he could ask for whatever he wanted on his writer. So he had and some of the stuff that he's got in the movie is really accurate. So when they show up and they have, you know, a ton of grapefruit and the magazine would actually provide speed for him as well. So just whatever he wanted, they would pretty much provide it for him. Back then then they did shit like this. Look, Saturday Night Live. I mean, Saturday Night Live in the 70s ran on cocaine. I need a bowl of cocaine in my dressing room, please. I mean, and do you think they were all paying for it? Do you think I'm cutting my lines myself? Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be uh, absurd. But Benicio yeah. del Toro gained what forty pounds? Forty pounds. Yeah. Was it forty-seven pounds? Was it forty-something wow. pounds? Yeah. yeah. He said he ate uh, a bunch of donuts every day. Yes, do that's it. all he did. See, it's all carbs. That's that's the thing. <laughs> Apparently, why you gotta drink seltzer. With that's why. Calories. That's why I drink. Yeah, the most hipstery you know drink in the world now. And uh, <laughs> Adam. B and I have stuck to our awesome variant beers. Variant, we are drinking variant beer. Yes, we are. Get a plug. The, I'm on plug the case. company. Can't see it, guys. So <laughs> you're also with your uh, white claw. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking my white yeah. claw because I'm on a diet. Yeah, young Adam and I are both the ones. Hey, white claw, sponsor us, please. Yeah. Jason and Adam, young Adam, love you. I got to play some <laughs> Brooklyn. Claw. Come on, white claw. That's as hipster as it gets. It's for the millennials. Oh, yes, goodness. and it's not just Zima. <laughs> I want it's to be cool, so I drink White Claw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. So yeah, the the but we've gotten past the basic premise of the movie, and we're well into the point where Benicio and Johnny, aka uh, Gonzo, the faithful attorney, Doctor Gonzo, Doctor Gonzo, the faithful. Who was I, by the way, attorney, I love rather. how whenever he's trying to give advice, he's like, "As your, your attorney. attorney." Oh yeah. <laughs> And on any, literally anything, as your attorney, I need you to go ahead and take a bunch of this stuff right well, now. <laughs> well, what's funny is that, you know, my good friend uh, LJ, you know, for years, because he was actually in the theater with me, 
And he was, by the way, the other Adam. And was, what, he was supposed to be here with us tonight, but, yes. you know, it couldn't happen. So what uh, were you guys tripping on when you first saw this movie in the no, theater? No, we literally, we, me and him and another dear friend of ours, were we, we were in college. We went on a road trip to uh, Disney World. So naturally, you go and see Fear and Loathing in Los Well, Vegas. we were there for like five days. You know, oh, they got a movie a theater. Let's time. go. Let's go see a movie. So we saw this. That's <laughs> a new Terry Gilliam movie. Okay, great. So it'll be weird. <laughs> yeah. Two hours later, um, let's but scar for, ourselves. But for, for life. years, we have said that to each other. You know, well, as your attorney, I advise you. Um, <laughs> but here's the funny thing, though, because we were talking about this, Darth, before the show. Do you know? What happened to Dr. Gonzo in real uh, life? You were, uh, you were hinting toward it before we started recording and filming, so why don't you give us that story? Because I do not know what happened, <laughs> and I'm a little worried. He disappeared. He literally, like, 1974, I think it was. Yeah, shortly after this event, yeah. a couple of years after. The year I read that about Thompson that too. famously missed the uh, Foreman-Ali fight in Zaire, yeah. same year. <laughs> That's the thriller, the yes. thriller in Manila. Yeah, hey, there you go. Yeah. Too strange Yo, yeah. to live, too yeah. rare to die. Yeah. He, hey, you buy the ticket, you take the ride. He was like a human prototype. Yeah, you that's know, a too, great yeah, line. Yeah. Um, which was actually God's from prototype, that, yeah. that, that was from a book that he wrote. Mm -hmm. A lot um, of the lines in the movie, and I can't remember his name. The name of the guy who is Doctor Gonzo, because right. they he named him Doctor Gonzo because surprisingly. He was having some trouble with the California Bar Association at the time. Okay. And so Hunter Thompson figured it would, you know, we'll, we won't name him in the book. It turns out you, you know? weren't supposed to be high on mescaline when you were taking yeah. the bar exam. But, you know. I'd... He he um, went to Mexico and his, the last anyone ever heard from him was it was a phone call to his son. And he said to his son, I'm getting on a boat full of white snow. Oh my! And that was the last anyone ever heard of. Him. <laughs> and then you lifted your head to see that you're doing cocaine in a bar with Johnny Depp. You're my best friend, Doctor Gonzo. <laughs> I love like doing knockoff yeah. mescaline. With like you. a Tony I love Montana doing mountain with of you. cocaine. <laughs> Until you abandoned me with uh, the bar tab and our room tab and everything else, because that's that's one Such thing. Such an asshole. Oh yeah, he sucks. He keeps abandoning. Uh, Johnny Depp at every turn just disappearing. They both get ridiculously high. And I love the part, especially because Johnny pulls a gun on the poor kid bringing them food and says how they're... Um he he had the the sudden urge to flee. He said the bill was a factor, I think, because no, I had the no urge money to flee came upon me. Okay, so I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't have that part in my notes, unfortunately. I wasn't that thorough this time. But he said because I had no money to pay for it, our room service tabs had been running somewhere between twenty nine and thirty six dollars per hour for forty eight consecutive hours. Incredible. So <laughs> in nineteen seventy four dollars, that's yeah. But you know, right? if, uh, I, I want to make a a filmmaking comment right now because right now it's the sequence where. The the, uh, the the motorcyclist at the Mint 400 are setting off. This movie, I'm going to submit to you, as difficult as it is for a human being to sit and watch it, I honestly think it's the most normal of all the Terry Gilliam films. Oh, uh, maybe. Okay. I, I Because if you look at it, there's a lot of just like straight cinematography. See, yeah. Oh, filming-wise. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably filmed the most normal. Yeah, I mean if you compare it to Baron Munchausen, for instance. Yeah. There's not a single shot in Baron Munchausen that is done is by the book. Yeah. You know. Well, that's well, kind of like what you yeah. said uh, about Shivers being the tamest of Cronenberg's work. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like being the best house on a bad block. So. 
Well, so, yeah, I would say that like uh, I would argue that Fisher King is probably Terry Gilliam's yes. most normal yes. film in terms of story, okay. but in terms of maybe some some of the filmmaking, at least in the first thirty minutes of this movie, maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, actually, you know what? You're right. I Fisher King's I, yeah, probably Fisher King, most yeah. normal movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were you were mentioning it was difficult to watch. I can imagine it'd be terrifying to watch if you were actually. Can tripping. you imagine? That oh, would be terrifying. Oh, a I, story? I have a... Well, <laughs> oh, not a specific a story. A Do tell. Do tell. I've heard of a person I have a, I have a friend of mine who, who uses many things, I will say, and uh, he says that this film is exponentially more enjoyable and understandable if you are under the influence. That's Got what I've it. always heard. But isn't heard. everything? Well, <laughs> you can find meaning in it. It's more relatable. Is his yeah. name Alan Narby, by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so nobody gets anonymity. If I took you down, you're taking everybody with you, I guess. Norby, my friend. How subtle. You know, she's not even here to defend herself. Come on. <laughs> I heard of him, a friend. <laughs> Poor gal. Right now, Alyssa's at home just tripping balls. <laughs> oh, goodness. She's got a more respectable dry career clicking, than a lot of us. Dry clicking so. a revolver. <laughs> oh, God. Which Hunter Thompson was a huge gun nut. He was. He was yeah. a big time gun nut. He was um, definitely into guns. That's not him, I, is it? Did no, he, 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 he makes a cameo later, yeah. though. Yeah. Oh, he does. I love up his probably the best cameo. Speaking of cameos, I love how this movie has like notable actors randomly popping in for a scene. Oh, yeah. Cameron yeah. Diaz. Cameron Diaz, uh, Mark we, Harmon. We Hope, saw Toby friendly neighborhood Toby McGuire. <laughs> uh, I think uh, there was another one that made a, made a big appearance. Oh, with Christina Ricci. 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 Christina Ricci. But with Tobey Maguire, with great drug usage comes great irresponsibility. Very true. (laughs) And he finds that out really quickly in the desert. I I at least would have had a beer with him. No. In a moving car? That was because they pick him up hitchhiking in the middle of the desert. And well, there's your first mistake. Yeah, exactly. Hitchhiking. But <laughs> yeah. if it was in the 70s, I guess that was still a, a regular it was, practice. It was okay in the 70s, but I can imagine it would be terrifying to climb into a car with those two maniacs. Oh, my God. Especially yes. with all those bats flying. Well, yeah. you know, and country. I think that's one of the reasons why this movie is so psychically draining. Because I'm willing to bet that every single person at this table has had the experience of being somewhere with a friend who is completely blitzed out of their head. On whatever substance you place. On whatever. Yeah, on whatever Yeah, is. liquid, solid, whatever. Absolutely. And how incredibly irritating that is. Especially when you're, like, nail-bitingly sober. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. We're talking about friends, right? Friends. Well, or, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know that experience. Yeah. Us and, with and our just, code names. Yeah, we've all held somebody's hair. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We've discussed that yeah. multiple times. We've all done that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you do it once, and the second time you go, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you weren't nearly as blitzed this time as you were last yeah, time. They, you know, you shampoo, walk it off, you'll walk be it fine. Off. So yeah. every moment uh, when I'm on the show, I like to make you guys all realize how old you truly are. So I wasn't allowed to see this movie when what? it came out. Neither was Because I. you were four years old. Because yeah. I was I was in kindergarten. Yeah. 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 He was coloring with his little crayons and stuff. Aww. How cute. Yeah. I was... I was getting drunk that night in Kissimmee, Florida. Oh, that's the night you spotted that UFO. That makes so mm. much more sense now. No, that was a different UFO. I know, totally different UFO. <laughs> now that you was the, your... no, that was the night we were in because we we were poor college students. We couldn't afford to stay like at Disney, right. so we stayed in this place called Old Town in Kissimmee, Florida, and it was basically where all the people who can't afford to go to Disney go. <laughs> 
and just get shit face drunk and ride rides that the state of Florida says, yeah, fine. They're put, <laughs> that they're sounds awesome. Together. Yeah, it's up to you. They were put you know. together by heroin addicts. So yeah, you, yeah. you buy the ticket, you take the ride. And we lived, you we did. survived. You lived to host a podcast. Unless so. I didn't, and this is hell. That would make even more sense. It yeah. could be. If it's it heaven, be. it's really kind of I'm just a supernatural heaven. being that's haunting you, Jason. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's got to be hell. It couldn't be heaven, right? It could thanks. be. Come on. <laughs> Jeez, thanks. Uh, I really enjoy your company. Well, I'm just saying if it... And you don't have a pitchfork. You're not sticking me with anything. That's <laughs> Life is not just... Yet. Let me have another... Stop it. Let me have another beer. <laughs> life, another seltzer. Life yeah. is just the limbo between heaven and hell. <laughs> At least let me call it beer. Yeah. No. Beer. Seltzer water with alcohol yeah, in it? Seltzer water. <laughs> he, uh, he spliced it with a little Spiked bit of seltzer water? Well, I gotta say, I, I have the greatest respect for people who can push themselves to the very limit with these drugs and come back to tell about it i've never shit you know i've pushed myself academically i've pushed myself physically i'm terrified of these kind of drugs are you kidding me it'd kill me yeah i just be dead because you don't know what's going to happen and they're just pushing the limits and they live to tell about it Mm -hmm. well at least one of the two did yeah 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 i mean hunter thompson made it to 67 67 yeah he passed in 2005 well, he, wow. he, he pushed himself a little bit. Well, and see, that was part of it because uh, Stedman, the guy who ended up illustrating a lot of his stories in Rolling Stone, was one of he was kind of his real life Gonzo. They were re- yeah, they were really yeah. good friends. And, Stedman uh, his, is that the artist? Oprah's? Yeah, the Oprah's artist. Stedman. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, the artist. Yeah, Different who uh, if, you, if you've ever seen the cover of the book, you know the yeah yeah that's the guy who drew it. But uh, when Hunter Thompson, when it went public that he had committed suicide. They talked to Stedman about it because that was one of his closest friends. And he was like, oh, I wasn't surprised about that at all because Hunter never had first gear, second gear, third gear. He was always top gear all the way through his life. That's yeah. what, you know, he was going to peter out and get tired because he was in a wheelchair toward the end. Yeah. And he yeah. was just, he even said, uh, 67 is 17. Yeah, 17 years, years too, many. too many. Yeah. I I should have gone earlier, and so that's why he ended up taking his own life. He just wasn't happy with the pace of his life anymore. Oh, wow. Which, one thing I, I didn't know until doing research for the show i knew he had killed himself i knew he had, he had um oh yeah he had shot himself well no no the part that you know there yeah i know what you're saying the the part about his wife his yeah. wife we can get to that but yeah. what were you about to say the part that i thought was actually kind of cool was that when he died johnny depp supposedly yeah no this is and, a real well thing. well the number i think is questionable because the number i saw was like three million dollars oh for what the amount for the that funeral paid? oh okay they built a huge tower with the it, with and, a cannon. Well, yeah, and it was in the shape of the Gonzo journalism fist, which is like a fist with a peyote. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they shot Hunter Thompson's ashes out of a cannon. Yep. Ah. With fireworks, you know, going off when and, they did it, and, and Johnny Depp financed and that Johnny project. Depp paid yes, for it. He, he paid That's for it. Kind he, of could, awesome. he could afford it. He could yeah, afford yeah, it. He I would could. say so. That's well, kind of back amazing. then he could. <laughs> Uh, can we stop devastating him? I, I love him so much. Doesn't he have his own island? He used he to. Did. He, did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He uh, did. Until he did another Hunter Thompson-based film, The Rum Diary, where he met yeah. Amber Heard, uh, oh. his second wife, and that's the wife that apparently... Uh, so, so you're not Team Amber? Oh, not even a little bit. Not many women are. But Breaking news. Oh, he married a woman half his age, and yeah, that's shocking, and she's ridiculously hot. That makes a lot of sense. You know, so it well, yes, it does actually make a lot of sense. It worked out understand. until it took a hard left and stopped working out, from what I understand. I think so. the marriage part is where he screwed up. 
And yeah, he's, I'd say so. Because he's only been married yeah. twice. He, he was married to a woman like back in the late 80s, and then the mother of his children, he never married her, Vanessa Parody. But uh, yeah, Amber Heard. The, the, by far the prettiest of all the women associated with him. No, Amber Heard is gorgeous. I think Vanessa, I, I'm, I, I'm team I don't Vanessa. even like Amber Heard, but yeah. you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Johnny Depp has made a whole career out of playing crazy zany characters, but this performance is like different from all of his other crazy zany performances. Yeah. And well, it's engaging was, and it's the reason why you latch onto this film. Yeah. So well, it's he, unpredictable. Well, it's unpredictable. It's yeah. unpredictable. It like changes direction at every depending on what he puts in his mouth. Right. Yeah, Terry That's Gilliam. True. It's always yeah. different. Yeah. That's Terry Gilliam. I well, mean, it's it, twelve monkeys, you know, I mean yeah. it's Mm -hmm. And if you ever watch uh, interviews with Johnny Depp, if you see his characterization, he typically takes something from his real life. Like, uh, I can't remember what late night show he was on a while ago, but uh, he said um, Edward Scissorhands was a combination of like an old dog that he used to have and one of the presidents or it's always something really mismatched that he puts together. But this is one of the few instances where Johnny Depp was able to go method with his acting because he actually moved into Hunter Thompson's basement for three months. Yes. To study him. And yeah, Hunter Hunter Thompson. And I just, I wish there was a photograph of this Hunter Thompson cut Johnny Depp's hair, shaved his head to Mm -hmm. fit the the baldness. And apparently when he did it, he was wearing a miner's hard hat. (laughs) And I just, I heard about that. The image, the image of Hunter Thompson wearing a hard hat. Hindsiders find this photo. It's got to exist in the world somewhere. Yeah, draw it. We don't care. We'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes. I think that's the thing about Johnny Depp. And I think it's the thing about really good actors is that they have to be paired with a really good script yes, and a really good director. I mean, I'm not, I like Johnny Depp. I'm not a huge fan of Johnny Depp. But <gasps> I, I respect him. I, I'm not going to, you know, criticize him. I mean, I like him as an actor. Don't I'll go see a Johnny Bella. Depp movie. I'm with you on this. Yeah. But having said that, in my top probably one of all time favorite movies is Ed Wood. Oh, yeah. Ed Wood's oh, great. It's, it's I just, love Ed Wood. I, I love that movie. Which also starred Bill Murray, yep, who Bill played Murray yes. Hunter Thompson yeah. in Where the Buffalo yeah. Roam. Yes. And Bella Lugosi, who had nothing to do with him. So. <laughs> what an interesting But he anecdote. did drugs. Uh, there you go. Okay, <laughs> he did a so lot that, of drugs. That ties though. in. No. Uh, but no, but I think that's sort of the sad thing, is that you do have these actors out there, like Johnny Depp, who, if you could just pair Johnny Depp up in 2020 with a damn a good script. script. Yeah. And a good director, you could make gold. I mean, yeah. I look, I would kill for a movie like this to come out today. I'd go see it. I'd pay money to go see this movie. Just to see the yeah. needs of acting. Yeah. It, I think that's kind of sort of what happened to Robin Williams as well. He kept start, He kept these doing these cheesy RV movies. and Oh, these, these kids' these family kiddie, movies. Yeah, yeah, these kiddie movies that just did not meet his talents at all. And yeah. I get the fact that when it's you're an actor, for it's the a summer paycheck. Home. Yeah, 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 for the exactly. summer home yeah. movie. No, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. fair. It's, it's the weekend of Bernie's two and three. You know? yes. you gotta get, <laughs> I, yes. I hate <laughs> seeing... Malibu. Exactly. I hate seeing actors who I know are way more talented than the material they're given, and they're just kind of squandering their talent with these series of mediocre films. Yeah, right. no, it's, it's, it's horrible. And the problem is that it's... That people in Hollywood have have gotten it in their heads that everything they make is either going to be a huge success, which means mass appeal, or a failure. 
Right. And there's no middle ground. Right. There's so much middle ground if there people would just right. do. But yeah. see, that's easy for somebody like you to say, Jason, because you're a little bit braver than the average viewer because you play that, you know, Russian roulette of a game of uh, seeing whatever, <laughs> what, uh, oh, what yeah, other people absolutely. purchased on Amazon yeah. Prime and just watching it for yeah, that reason. I did, I did that the other night. Um, and I ended up watching, a, I, don't even, I think it was called Baffled. It was a movie starring <laughs> Leonard Nimoy from the, well, wait, well, wait, wait yes. what, what Darth is talking about is what I do is I'll f- search for a movie on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and then I'll go and look at what customers also watched. Yes. Then I'll pick something and then go look at what customers also watched. So you're going down uh-huh. a rabbit hole. You're going down yeah. a yeah. rabbit he hole. Goes, yeah. Watched. He goes, yeah. And you end up with, that's actually, I think I've, like two Cronenberg movies that I'd never seen. That's how I watched them. Yep. But no, I, I did that the other night and I actually, I watched a movie called Baffled from the seventies and it was a movie with Leonard Nimoy playing a race car driver who gets into an accident and becomes psychic. <laughs> like you do. And it is every bit as good and bad as that description. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I would watch that. And see, yeah. that's the problem with most viewers is that they'll watch something because of an actor or even worse, they won't watch something that yeah. doesn't yeah. have like some, recognizable and right. that's what's really sad because then where do you find your deep blue seas and whatnot I know, no, Samuel, I, I know Samuel yeah. Jackson was the big name in that movie then but that's how I saw I first saw Tom Jane but look, he's I amazing saw LL Cool J look in that's 20 years and that for me for my your, generation uh, yes that's how generation? I was introduced yeah because you and I are so apart in age in, talking about in, my in 20 years <laughs> maybe okay. less but certainly in 20 years there will be no movie stars Every movie, every real, well, think about it. George Clooney. Who are the movie stars that are left? Like the A-listers? Tom Strictly, Cruise. Or? The real actors. Oh. And, and Tom Cruise, I mean, he is a movie star. He's a movie star. I mean, look, yeah, I'm going to go, star. I'm going to see Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm stoked to Anybody with it. a poll should be going to yeah. see that. Oh, where, I saw the, I've thought about you. We went to go see Star Wars the other day. Why, Jason. you met Jennifer Connelly? Uh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> if I ever meet Jennifer Connelly, I probably like, just, I'd be like, hold on, I've got to call Jason. I have a heart attack for you because you're so in love with Jennifer Connelly. Uh, it's you know if you ever run into Johnny, I expect the same thing. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Oh, if I ever met Johnny Depp, no, I no. Just we're, throw we're, him in the trunk of your no, car. No, I mean, Johnny, we're Facetiming. No, here, I've got a gun. We're Facetiming. <laughs> you, you can't see um, the gun. And, you know, Johnny Depp made four pirates movies too much. Yeah, oh, yeah, I went there. Yeah, Johnny, you're within Johnny, distance, young Adam. Johnny, if you're, li- if you're listening. <laughs> How many, Disregard that. How many How many Pirates movies were five. there? Five. There were five, were five. He should have made one. Five? There should have been one. Stopped. Just actually, like the Highlander. There are talks yes. about doing more. Yes, yes. <laughs> as long as they get there a new crew, a new cast. There should have only been one. Yeah. Did, digitally de-age Johnny Depp. Too. Well, that yeah. falls into another thing that I'm hearing. I, I keep hearing rumors that they're going to make a new James Dean movie. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, and, you heard me right. And you know who's going to be in it? Lil Sebastian. <laughs> Lil Sebastian. <laughs> and Tupac. No, 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 no. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, with yeah. Marilyn Monroe, with yeah. the AI See, that's, you were like talking that. about the de-aging and CG AI, thing. Yeah, They're whatever. thinking about resurrecting dead CGI. movie stars CGI. to make oh. new films. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, and that's messed up on so many me levels. You're telling me you can't just go out and find somebody who's a good actor? Who looks... <laughs> You know, marginally like Are James you tr- Dean. You're trying yeah. to market an old dead name to right. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. kind of disrespectful in a way. It's too. extremely disrespectful, and they always say, "Well, we went to the family." 
Well, I have a pretty good idea that my great-grandchildren, probably if you said, here's $20 million, they're going to go, do whatever you want to with the old dead son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or care. Pull a man Money. on the moon and get somebody yeah. talented enough like Jim Carrey who can be Andy and, Kaufman. And you know what? If yeah. my great-grandchildren turned down the $20 million, I would come back and haunt, and haunt them, them and yeah. say, what the, <laughs> what the hell is yes. wrong Where's with Where's my you? share? What yeah. legacy yeah. did I leave behind? I'm taking it with me. <laughs> Just Jake like one of your short stories, right? Yes, exactly. You would come and haunt them. Yes, exactly. No, and that's you gotta that's, roll with the punches. That is the the weird thing. And this movie takes place, or not? It doesn't take place, but it came out in this late nineties. Came out in ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. Between you know, nineteen ninety eight by itself, Dark City, the big oh, Le, the big Dark Lebowski, City. yeah, all these cult movies, a sort of surreal the, movie the, in and of the, itself. Yeah, The Fifth Element, Blade, yes. Blade, and that. In one year, those were your choices to go see, you know, in, in, in the movie. Some good stuff. It's really... Some fun stuff. When people yeah, still fun, went to the fun theater, movies. it was worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, oh. Fifth Element is... It's silly. It's stupid. A lot of oh, very culty inter- movies. Got to interrupt, Jason. Yeah. There's your girl, Cameron Diaz, on the screen. Oh, wait, where is she? I missed her. The- uh, she's she, you'll see here. her in a second. We're on We're on the elevator right now, and Benicio Del Toro and... Uh, uh, <laughs> Johnny Depp are already whacked out on drugs. Oh, there and, she is. Yeah. Okay. The distractingly beautiful Cameron Diaz. She, she's, she's not in the Jessica yeah. Rabbit dress like she was in the mask, but you know, you, yeah. it's still Cameron Diaz. Oh, this, Cameron this Diaz movie, in the mask. I wow. say, this movie reminded yeah. me another of another movie I saw that I think was made a couple years before this. It was a William S. Burroughs film. Have you ever seen The Naked Lunch? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd like to throw that down as a hindsight, as horrifying future film that we should watch because Burroughs. I could talk about Burroughs. I found it. I found it super surreal. It always really worries me when the two of you team up on something like this because I know I'm going to be emotionally and mentally scarred. Burroughs works are very interesting, but super. But there's a pulpy sort of quality to them. Peter Weller is the star, and he's he's a journalist, and he's typing on a typewriter, and the typewriter becomes a, like a bug with teeth and it's like it's really bizarre yeah. so okay. i think i think you'll enjoy it is it like right. videodrome oh mm. speaking we digress speaking of weird, <laughs> yeah. speaking of weird. On this show, Mr. back to cronenberg yeah. <laughs> oh, no. and i was the first one well, to bring it up so along those lines i'm very excited because i got in the mail i don't know if anybody here has ever heard of the david lynch movie inland empire no, sir. I no. have not. You, you cannot, and I don't know the story. Maybe somebody out there can can call in you. now. Let, Let us in. know. <laughs> yeah. <Tune in. clears throat> um, you can't buy this movie in America. You can't stream it anywhere. You can't buy. He had to go through some really illegal back channels just to acquire this film. Insiders, it was a well, big deal. Well, I had to get mine from. Uh, it was either Taiwan or Hong Kong. I can't remember. From the same country where they filmed Strike Zone, I would imagine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we were very popular there <laughs> yeah. in Mr. Bangladesh. But yeah, no, and I, I've seen some of the clips online, and I think it might be David Lynch's weirdest movie. That's saying that racer, that which is, is saying well, something. That's setting the bar. I've only high. seen like two David Lynch films. Um, oh, and there's I, Mark I, I would say do yourself a favor yeah, on the elevator. With one, one of these days, just you know, watch Blue Velvet. Well, which which two have you seen? Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Yeah, blue, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the other one. I saw. Lost Highway. Maybe that one. Yeah, probably, that probably, one. Blue, yeah, I mean, you know, Blue Velvet, Mulholland Drive. And a few episodes of Twin Elephant Peaks. Man, right? He made that. Oh, I've seen Elephant Man. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. other one. Yeah. Which was Stanley Kubrick's, I think it was Stanley Kubrick. Uh, it was like one of his favorite movies. Kubrick's probably my favorite director. Kubrick is, I mean, he's, there's no one like him. Yeah, There's no, no one who makes movies like him. I, I feel like there, 
unless they're the old legends that are still working today, like Scorsese or Spielberg, I feel like there's not a lot of directors that are just like have that kind of vibe vision. to the, the vision. The yeah. vision yeah. Like that's yeah. a like that's a Kubrick movie. That's a Spielberg movie. And a lot of directors there's not a whole lot of them out there anymore. Well right, yeah. I mean where I the director is yeah. basically the movie star. Right. Well I think that yeah. feeds to Jason's theory of the fact that everybody's trying to find this magic middle where they they are trying to find the formula for success so they're not really finding their own voices. Right. Same yeah. with the big actors that are out there now they're all kind of dying off because they, they're mm. not as unique as they used to be. Well yeah. and, and there's almost this this sort of flip where for a while it was well movies are dead it's the golden age of tv no it's the golden age of podcasts jason get on yeah. board yeah and we're a part of it Heck yes yeah. yes we're, a little... we're the leaders we're the vanguards yes <laughs> oh we're fighting it. <laughs> he's driving me home and driving me crazy no case <laughs> yeah okay all right calm down it's... gentlemen the testosterone is it's the white claw again. is kicking it's in no exactly <laughs> It's the there's, claws kicking. There's actually there's the a claw. meme that uh, it's uh, the okay, the hipster know. side mm. dish for Thanksgiving, and it's a casserole dish with white claw <laughs> cans of white claw. In it. Oh, By the way, this is the white rabbit scene that is just. Oh, it's so depressing oh, and so Do you want me to so drop intense. the recorder oh, when white rabbit peaks? <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and he's fine. Fine, I'll do it. And he's in his tidy whiteies. I mean, how unappealing. I know, it's the most unappealing. I, I'm still wondering what's in that dirty-ass water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did he, because what's well, he on right beer now? beer cans acid? floating there. Yeah. He took, like, yeah. most of the acid because they've, I, I didn't yeah, write down. Yeah, he took, like, and he's got a law book. <laughs> I love that <laughs> law book. <laughs> As your attorney. <laughs> As your attorney, I advise you to get out of the tub and not drop the radio in it. But yeah, it's just, it's so intense, but I forget even how many drugs they've got with them. It's definitely ether, cocaine, mescaline, mescaline, marijuana, cocaine, amphetamines, a a variety of uppers and downers. Yeah. Yeah. And vodka. Also, uh, just a mixture of everything you can imagine. But right now in the bathtub, he's specifically tripping on way too much acid. There was a time in the early 20th century. (laughs) When people, <laughs> when people sold as a nutritional aid, they sold radium, you know, which oh, is, which is, yeah. What? And there's, what? oh yeah. And you could buy radium and take it. It would give you vigor. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. No, but here's the thing. Well, we can't. Most of the people who took this, you know, their jaws fell off and they, they died horrible deaths, but there were some people. Wait, there's good cholesterol? Yeah. <laughs> but Part of were, the umbrella club. There maybe. were some people though who took radium like their whole lives until they outlawed it and they had nothing happened to them wow. and they were fine and wow. i look at What's... hunter thompson and i think does hunter thompson have some gene some mutation in him because this would kill me you've got to wonder he's just a being in and of himself because yeah. even uh, it I can't even imagine even being in a scenario where I'm trying to calm somebody down. I, none of my friends have ever gotten that crazy. Like every, we all went around the table and said, "Yeah, I've held hair. I've done yeah, whatever. Yeah. I've babysat somebody when they're blitzed on no, whatever you pull it out is." The knife. But I'm I, leaving. Yeah, I would yeah. not be there anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I have never fended somebody off with a shower rod. No. I've never been in that intense of a scenario. See, but I think that's Hunter Thompson. Hunter Thompson is one of those people who is so desperately searching for that experience that makes him feel alive. That, yeah, like I said, he's in top gear at all yeah, times. It's Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. But it's like, it's either I'm bored, and because I'm bored, I am depressed and suicidal, 
or I'm not bored. Well, it's very Rick Sanchez in the sense that yes. he's sort of yeah. riding some sort of high at all times because if he stops and thinks, the weight of his yes. own yes. intellectualism is going to crush him. Right. That's mm. he's just going to fall off the face of the earth. So, and that's that's kind of why his friend, uh, or was it Stedman, that I said earlier, the illustrator. Uh, yeah. that's why he was like, oh, yeah, Top Gear or nothing. And that's why right. he said uh, Hunter never thought that he was going to live past the age of 30. So anything after that was kind of like borrowed time. And I can't even imagine living like that. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who, um, well, I say his friend, I, I, we, we lost touch with each other. But he always said, he goes, yep, 40 and I'm done. Wow. And I was just, I just, it's thought, just the way they're wired. Yeah, I think it's just I the way our brains yeah. are wired. I yeah. guess so, because uh, I was at a John Cougar Mellencamp concert several years back, and he said something, not on that depressing of a level, but he goes, you know, I'm going to crack up a beer here on stage and put out, you know, a toast to everybody in the audience who never thought they were going to live past 30. But here we all are, yeah. <laughs> singing along <laughs> to my music. So it that was a more positive spin on it, but apparently that was just a mindset for a lot of people. Well, uh, you know, it's you know, it's like getting older sucks, but it's better than the alternative. Yep. <laughs> I'm one of the few people I want to live to like a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I want to live the longest. Wait I till you're can. 35 before you start saying things. But like, you know, oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I still got like 30 will, years. So I'm 35. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually drinking in the studio illegally. So now yeah. I yeah, I was shut to say, all yeah. this down. Early Damn puberty. Yeah. I, I actually feel better at 40 at 41. Like when I turned yeah, forty, and people, people were in like, case "You didn't know, Jason yeah. just had a birthday." Yeah, happy birthday, yeah. He's old man 41. Jason, for another year. But it's no. all relative, though. Wait, wait, for it's another true. year. What happens at the end of the year? Forty-two. No, you, you don't look oh. a day over thirty-nine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, I, I felt more. I look back at who I was whenever I was like twenty-five. Right. And I went, eh, I don't want to be him. Yeah. yeah, well, the twenties so more comfortable. Yeah, they face do. It. The twenties yeah. blow. You'll you'll be through it, and you'll yeah. you'll be amazed at the thirties. Oh, are the best. I'm yeah. both scared well, and excited. Case, I'm really the forties are pretty spot. darn good too. If the thirties are good, then I'd say I'm in a in a yeah. pretty good. You are in a good place. Right place. Absolutely. Good. How, are the, are... how are the how are the sixties, Adam Brown? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I remember the sixties as a child. <laughs> And uh, they were awesome. See, I told you he's, they've been trying to goad me and trick me, and they're never you'll never gonna, know. They'll never, you'll never know find out. Information, and because uh, we haven't gotten to it, we've already mentioned her. But... <laughs> Sorry, just don't <laughs> die because if you do, I'm gonna go look at your tombstone because it'll have the dates on it and go. Ha, ha. Uh, yes, <laughs> you can laugh at me then. It won't hurt. <laughs> or actually, just piss everybody off. Just put question mark. <laughs> don't worry, I'm, I'm still gonna keep the secret. I'll go out and spray paint. I'm hungry for love on it so nobody can see the ears and 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 i will bail her out when the police yes. arrest her it's a game plan okay I'm, it, I'm sorry i think you're referring to the most jealously guarded secret of the 21st century that is true. So. you know you may go to my tombstone to spray paint that and it's already on there well we decided that that's what your tombstone was supposed to say but i'm not sure how other I'm people hungry. might feel about that the question mark was emphasized <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I guess I guess young Adam needs a tombstone, even though he's further off than the rest of us. But oh, yeah. you know, I'm living forever, baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's there tombstone moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't take any helicopters with friends. Oh, too soon. Oh, oh too, too soon. soon. Oh, sorry, gang. God knows. Oh. 
Um, skittering. Can, right I, can past I just that. say oh, on God. that note, I do. I, I'm glad you said that because one thing that has annoyed me in the past week is that it was Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and some other people. Oh, I, yeah. I thought about that the whole time. <laughs> some mean, significant other some, humans, some right? normies, you know, right? Some, like, yeah, regular civilians. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, I think for those families, it's they're much more it's concerned. A, they're much yeah. more devastating. Yeah. 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 Good lord. Well, even it's uh, it's even <clears throat> just all about Kobe. It's not even really Kobe and his daughter, depending right. on who you're looking at. On well, and on Instagram, have you seen all the people who have like you know pictures of Kobe and his daughter with like halos and stuff? I'm like, come on. I mean, look, I it is a terrible thing. It is a tragedy. But don't act like all of a sudden you give a shit because <laughs> well, you didn't no, give a shit two weeks ago. And okay, Mr. B, I know you. Uh, I will know this joke. My thoughts and prayers mm. go out to everyone. I'm well, suddenly... Yes. I'm thoughts so and prayers, sure. of course. Thoughts and prayers. Of course, uh, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> and I had to do that because that at least gives a time stamp for this this uh, podcast. <laughs> so 20 years from now. So, oh, when did they record that? Oh, they can map it back Topical. To <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Keeping it topical. When did that special come out? Yeah. Right. yeah. It was recorded when I was a young man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 80 years from now, you'll be sitting in a space station with your grandkids. Yes. Yes. You want to listen to a podcast? <laughs> What's a podcast, great granddad? Well, <laughs> uh, I can't believe they outlawed euthanasia. <laughs> no. You're not inheriting a penny. Hey, smother him with a pillow. That's always effective. But yeah, so where are we in the movie now, gentlemen? Uh, it's the, hard to keep the oh, men's room. Scene. The men's room. The red scene. flannel shirt scene is yeah. what I call it. Yeah. Oh, and this is a part because Hunter Thompson himself a great is about line to make this. his cameo. By the way, that's Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, is that Flea? That's oh, Flea from no, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It is. So he was that's in. Amazing. He was in this and The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah. And in the same the future. Year. Yeah. Well, not the same Wait, year. Wait, what? He, was also, he wasn't Back to the Future 2 and 3, but not the same oh, year. Okay, I was about to be a little confused. <laughs> it's like 10 years ago. Yeah, this is where, uh, you know, Johnny's character trips about going back to the 60s. and Great He line. has several flashbacks to the 60s in the movie, and that's part of the reason where they felt that Hunter S. Thompson in real life kind of fell off the yeah. edge because he... He was really into the drug culture and whatnot, and then he felt like it lost so much momentum that he right. was losing his own kind of yeah. purpose. Well, he talked about where the wave crested broke and began to. Yeah, yeah the, which is a great, yeah, it's a great line. But I, there's, I, think, I think it encapsulates the flaw in his thinking. Yeah, I've got it actually. Is that if the pigs were gathering in Vegas, I felt the drug culture. Oh no, that's the drug culture should be representative. But then later he goes on. Uh, to say, yeah, how we crested the hill and just completely lost momentum. Right. So uh, I won't quote the whole thing, but I, I'm yeah. sort of I, I think, combining them right I think now. the flaw of the, of the Ginsburg movement and the hippies and all that stuff, because, in, you know, what he says is, you know, and for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, it's a scene where Hunter Thompson is in a restroom. He spills a bunch of LSD on his, on his red flannel shirt. Yeah. And this, this hippie comes in. And basically starts licking the LSD. <laughs> yep. A guy in a suit comes in, looks startled, and walks away. And Hunter Thompson says something along the lines it's of... It's a great line. Yeah, it's like, you know, we, you know, hopefully we ruined his life because he'll know that behind any skinny door there might be people enjoying a high he'll never understand. Yep. Yeah. But the flaw in their thinking is that, in reality, most of us... Don't go, oh, that's a joy I'll never understand. We go, no. <laughs> we go, what the fuck? No, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with that. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but it depends on what side of the fence you're on. Right? Yeah, in which yeah, direction true. you're looking. It really does. It's, it's yeah. like what you were saying, young Adam, about you know, being in college or whenever you first saw this movie. I know I was in college when some of my like classmates school. are 
good for you. Um, <laughs> the first time I ever watched it uh, was in college, and my friends or classmates or whomever, I can't even remember, they were like, oh, yeah, you've got to be tripping or something. You've got to be enjoying something. And I was like, "What? why? And they are like, you're not going to get it. I was like, I'm totally okay with that. Go to hell. Yeah. That, <laughs> just go to hell. That just happened to me, yeah. My friend I'm was right like, I, I, I put on Facebook that I was watching this movie for the first time in 10 years today, and my friend was like, well, are you, uh, are you using substances? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, you're not going to enjoy the movie the right way. You square. You yeah, square. Well, she's such a loser. I, see, because as, as a person who doesn't, yeah, I mean, look, I drink, you know, but I'm eh, no. drugs. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a huge no. fan. I don't like them. I don't like the way they make me feel, you know. Uh, yeah. I, and I, 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 I've tried a few green things in the past, but you know, <laughs> it's not for me. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I'm not judging. I'm just, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. And, but I am no, and have sex. been since. You know, 25 years ago, the biggest Pink Floyd fan in the world. And everybody always has said, oh, well, you must get stoned and listen to Pink Floyd. You must drop acid and listen. And I'm like, no, I've been listening to them for a quarter of a fucking century. I actually Honestly, genuinely enjoy them. So and I enjoy I, them. And David Gilmore, by the way, and most of the band doesn't, that they they didn't drop acid because their, their best friend went out of his mind on acid. Oh, that was yeah. uh, Sid... Uh, Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. Yeah, Sid, yeah, Barrett. Sid Barrett. And so they were like, we don't want to do this. It's this. We've seen what it does to you. No, thank you. They yeah, got stoned, they which, drank. Which is ironic. I, I, to me, I have an argument. To me, if you have to take drugs for their music to be good, then... Then maybe they're not, not that good, but they are. They are that good. Yeah, oh, but, but Pink he, Floyd is great. I yeah. love Pink yeah. Floyd. But yeah. uh, going backwards for a second, as far as celebrity deaths, gentlemen, we've got to raise one up for Mr. Neil Peart. Oh, oh, right. So, uh, yes. Speaking of this fantastic one. musicians, why, why absolutely. Ed? Yep. Tommy, that one's for you. Um, the greatest drummer of all time. I was devastated when I got the news. I've had the chance to see Rush twice, and I love them. Wow. So. Yeah, but this, you know, if we're going to mention Kobe, we absolutely have to mention Neil Peart. YYZ. Sorry, I said YYZ. Oh, you lose. Did I? I think no, I said, you said YYZ. I, the first I said time. Z the first time. Okay. okay. Speaking of Easy bands Z. that uh, refused to do drugs, Rush was one of those bands, and that's probably why they sounded great for 40 years. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, when I saw The Who, I mean, you know, Roger Daltrey and, you know, Pete Townsend. I, mean, I saw them too. Yeah. They, they're still great. They're you still know? good. Yeah. I so think the it. only the only artist that's done the amount of drugs that they claim to or brag to have done and somehow is still functioning like a relatively normal Keith human being is Keith Richards. Yeah, Keith yeah. Richards. Yeah. He's going to survive yeah. I mean, the atomic like, apocalypse. He looks like a skeleton, but yeah. he's still playing well. Yeah, no, okay. he's he's still Keith Bloody Richards. He's still living know? up. So. Well, I saw a video of Mick Jagger uh, in the gym doing like his Jagger moves, and and he, <laughs> and he was was he wearing scarves. Yes, <laughs> and he was wearing sweatpants. Yeah, and uh, he was full energy. Like he, Mick Jagger keeps in shape. Yeah, so I got to give him credit for that. Hey. Yeah, speaking of music, by the way, um, Ben Folds is coming back All to Atlanta. Yes, yes. So, so you know, come on, guys, we should go. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. All right, I've never heard of them. Those will be our two uh, Ben Folds. I've never heard of Ben Folds. We got oh a young in here in the studio. But Ben Folds is old though. But I listen to Pink Floyd, so go yeah. figure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're a conundrum wrapped yeah. in a mystery. I'm weird. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, like, that's like the other day. I I, uh, I let my son, who is going to be ten this weekend, and actually for his birthday, happy birthday to your son. We're oh, going. Yeah, birthdays are really close. Yeah, together. yeah, we're going scuba diving. Oh, oh you told yeah, me about yeah. that. Uh, but the other day, I let Sounds him listen fun. to the Moody Blues. 
Uh, Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past. Yes. Not, not the X-Men movie. The, yeah, yeah, I know. The Moody <laughs> Blues <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah. And it's so cool seeing, you know, a nine-year-old listening to something, and it's like, wait, this is rock? I'm like, yeah, this is rock. It's a good album. And see, it's a, your it's kid's a, yeah. exceptional, though. He's very smart. He's he's very self-possessed. So. Don't tell him that, though. Oh, d- shh, David. We'll It'll go to his head. Yeah. Don't feed yeah. his ego. No, he's... When, <laughs> yeah, he can, why not? Because we had the uh, several people over the other day, and David was the single child in the entire uh, <laughs> sea of adults, <laughs> yeah. and he was just totally cool hanging with all the grown-ups, yeah. uh, unlike uh, this fool in the corner who can't stop pointing out how old everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Although that one time we all went to dinner together but jason it, yeah, david I was, was say, like everybody at this table's a million years old yeah uh, if david me. was here though <laughs> but that would be great in fact we need to have david on with young adam hey they'll because get along david, no because <laughs> david can point out you're old uh, yeah. young adam, <laughs> I can he'll know what it's like to be no, targeted i um ageism i had an i had an old moment two times recently I went to a party and someone was playing Bye 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 by NSYNC and I looked at this little girl who was dancing and I said, oh, this song came out when I was your age. She looks at me and she's like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I was talking to another little boy. Uh, I think he's... he's Why are you hanging out with all these little children? (laughs) He's in a play with me. He's in a play with me. Do we need to take There's professional reasons. And I said, have you ever seen the movie School of Rock? And he's like, I thought that was only a TV show. <laughs> you mean that black and white movie with Cary Grant? Well, okay, I can no. sort of relate to you a little bit on that one, uh, Young Adam, because I get made fun of by these two fellas quite a lot for my Harry Potter obsession. Okay. And what's funny about that is that I was at the grocery store several years back, and there are these little kids in front of me with their mom, and they see that I have on uh, my Harry Potter sweatpants. Nice. And they're like, oh my gosh, she's a grown-up. And she likes Harry Potter, Mom. Look, and they were just fascinated by that. And the lady unintentionally made me feel old as hell because she was like, "Yep, see, she would have had to wait for all the individual books to come out." And oh I was my like, god! Thanks, Mom. Oh <laughs> man, that's helpful. She remembers coming soon, Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, I do. I remember. Ha- I did have to wait for the books. But that's uh, that's yeah. the thing. See, you used to you would judge how old you are by saying what movies you saw in the theater. Yes, this is true. Uh, you were a kid? But what you remember is, Tim Curry from or but, Alan Yeah, Rickman but from. the problem yep. is that now, kind of if you even bring that up, the concept of, what do you mean you went to the theater and saw it? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a very know, old sentence. Like, well, less and less people, they've done studies, less Americans are going to the movies nowadays. That's yeah. why they've a lot had of people to introduce would just alcohol rather, and better, better food to yeah. draw people in. A, it, lo- a lot of people are, would rather just stay home and stream. Well, and you know, it's true because it, the sad thing is, though, the the movie experience, you know, sitting in a nice cushy chair, leaning back with a beer, you know, that's so great. If I'd had that when I was, you know, a kid. I'd be at the movies every single day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would have, you know, but the problem is it's like they're trying to support the industry with all this other stuff like the beer and the cushy chair, yeah. but they're turning out, yeah. You know, you know. Some, some movies have to be seen in the theater to be to oh, yeah, realize the full effect. Like 1917, I, I think, is oh, one I of those films. I, I will be going I to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Avatar. You have to see Avatar in the theater <laughs> or else it's not good. Well, that's why I, as, as much as I haven't been thrilled with the direction of Star Wars lately, I, I, I had to see movie. the last one in the theaters. I, I know it. it's not the last one because there are all these spin-offs. Yeah, it was and better than Last Jedi. But still. Um, but hang on, guys. Before we digress okay, too yeah, much yeah. more. Oh, so there's I've, a film? I've, yeah, movie there is. Yeah, we're um, watching a movie. And Gary Busey. Yeah, Gary. That's Gary oh. Busey. By the way, speaking of Gary Busey, news I heard today. A oh. movie that has been confirmed. <gasps> because Hollywood just doesn't. They're out of ideas. 
Lethal Weapon 5. Yeah! <laughs> it no. is it's confirmed back. with Mel, Mel and back. Danny. That movie should have come out 20 I'm years so ago. In. Now they both can say I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Well played. I just saw well the second... Uh, I did, well, not second. Sorry, third. <laughs> I just saw the third, the new Jumanji movie, and Danny Glover was in it, and I was sitting there like, really? Danny Glover is is not going to, he's too old. <laughs> he's gotten too old for this shit. He's That's literally, yeah. So, well, that on. was like when um, um, oh, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. was on, he, he did a guest spot on Psych. Okay. And it was... <laughs> so hang on, I'm, before we move off Gary okay. Busey, I'm confused. He's obviously not Mr. Joshua. No, Mr. but it Joshua. just made it reminded me of Lethal Weapon. Mr. Oh, Joshua. oh, okay. I was yeah. I thought you were saying that Gary Busey is coming back with the I movie wish. and I was just like, that I was really excited for like a, a second. Cyborg Gary, Mr. Gary Joshua. Busey's, yeah. <laughs> Gary Busey's hey, cameo Krieger in this brought is him so back good. To yeah. life. The Borg. Yeah, his just his cameo. That's what I was going to ask. He needs it, to take a nap. Did you know that. that his last line was improvised? It's really lonely out here. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Can I can I have a quick kiss before you go? Was it really? It was completely improvised. So the reaction from Johnny Depp is genuine. Oh, I love that. Well, so I've got a question about this. So, uh, young Adam, you brought up an interesting perspective on Jingle All the Way, where remember the, the end, masterpiece, the fight, yeah, your favorite movie. Um, but the fight scene where you brought up it might be a matter of perspective. So, yeah. maybe Arnold and Sinbad are really just having like an old man slap fight, and his kid is seeing it as something so much more epic with jetpacks and real action and fighting and flying. That's my theory. I wonder a lot about. This movie, fear oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. for that I mean, reason, oh, because yeah. they're on drugs. So. Yeah. As I saw this movie, I'm like, half of this is not, you know, nearly as big and grand as it seems to be. Right. right. Yeah. Because they. Did well, I mean, just him driving through the rest stop, and it's like this horrible rest stop. I mean, maybe it wasn't. Maybe people yeah, are just paying attention. Could have all been in his head. So yeah, well, you know, because they they don't offer you the, a relief perspective in Fear and Loathing. You never really see what's actually happening. You right. just see yeah, what's happening right, right. to Johnny Depp and how he's experiencing it. Yeah. So, but in Wolf of Wall Street, they did a really good, interesting perspective on that because Leo is tripping on something. I can't remember what. And when he drove the car, he drives oh, the I car. I love yes. that and scene. He, that's a great all, scene. Yes. He, it's like an action sequence in his head. He drives the car. He gets to the country club. He accomplishes his mission. It's great. And, and then, no, he's like slithering on the ground with his face in the cement when he leaves the country club. And you're like, oh, that's what really happened. And he sideswipes like 20 cars <laughs> driving down the street. I'm so glad that you brought that scene up because that, to me, is the main... I don't want to get too much into this right now, but the main problem I have with the movie, I like that with which scene, movie? With this movie, okay. Fear and Loathing, is... I wanted more of what they did in that Wolf of Wall Street scene you were saying. I wanted right. them to show what Johnny Depp was experiencing in this movie. And right. see what really And then happened. cut to what's actually happening. Because but it wouldn't be a Terry Gilliam film. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't be a Terry Gilliam. Thing. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I agree yeah. with you. You but, have to wonder. Yeah. And in a weird sense, like I know Pirates of the Caribbean came out in 2003, well after the, or yeah, 2003, well after this, but uh, Captain Jack Sparrow and this character, uh, Raul Duke, have a lot in common in the sense that that's kind of their superpower. With Captain Jack Sparrow, it's the the rumors and the hints of his legend legendary escapes and, and, and whatnot. the fact that he's basically Keith Richards. Yeah, it, well, he based yeah. that character partly on. Right? Keith yeah, Richards. isn't Keith Richards in his he's, father? He's, n yeah. No, his father. Yeah, his father. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Sorry, yeah. but yeah. um, you should watch these. You should. I'm not yes. a fan. You should know I've more never about really them. Liked, yeah. oh, oh, I just made myself sick saying that. Ugh, I, I can't. Should have made one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but no, but in the in a that's weird, the pull quote. <laughs> 
Should've. That's it. That's the tombstone. Should have made one. Uh, Should have made one. <laughs> I'm gonna live forever, baby. I like that one better. But uh, in a weird sense, those characters have that thin, you know, relationship where it's the drugs in this case, in Raul Duke's case, where it's like, oh, I'm so legendary and I lived this grand story, and maybe he didn't really. Yeah. Kind of like with Captain Jack, you find out, oh, he didn't really strap together these tortoises and like fly off and swim away. No, <laughs> uh, a, a rum runner ship picked him up. You know, like that. That's really what happened. He, that's yeah. Something, something. You know, in in uh, the scene that we're at in the studio, uh, Johnny Depp is getting rid of the big red shark. Yes. Because it's too. You know, the cops will be looking. He's showing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a huge. Cadillac land ship. Yeah, and this um, is the, this quote goes right along with that because uh, he gets on the phone with Gonzo, and Gonzo suddenly stone cold sober in an office, and he's like, yeah. "You're supposed to be at this other hotel right now. Where I, the that's hell my are fa- you?" My favorite scene with Gonzo is that scene, and he wrote so, where he's stone cold sober. The yeah, only he's like, time he's yeah, sober in yeah, the whole yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, Raul rolls up to this hotel and said, "If the pigs were gathering in Vegas, I felt the drug culture should be represented as well, and there was a certain bent appeal in the notion of running a savage." burn on one Las Vegas hotel and then just wheeling across town right. and checking into another. Yeah. Which is, that's all he does. He just shows up wasted yeah. and trashes hotel rooms. But see, I think that's, going back to the whole Ginsburg was a fool sort of thing and, and, and the flaw and the whole concept. You know, he's driving in this Cadillac and he's talking about, you know, it's it's a monument to excess. It's got all these buttons and dials and things that I'm, I'll never that I'll need. Never understand. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's that's not an objective truth. No. You know, that is subjectively speaking, yeah, okay, fine. You know, that's true. But there are people who genuinely like that shit. And it's not, you know, that I think that was where the hippies failed. Was that well, if you like that stuff, there's some moral deficiency. Right. You know. And it's not a moral deficiency to like crap like that. I want the big, huge Cadillac. You know, that's fine. It doesn't make you a bad human being. That's what makes you happy. Cool. You do you. Yeah. Very true. You know, and of course that scene is followed up by the scene with the principal from Twin Peaks. Who is in one yes. scene of Are Twin you, Peaks? God, that was bugging me. <clears throat> yeah, he's the principal him. from Twin um, Peaks. He's the one who announces the old guy or the, the old the old the guy, old guy okay. yelling yeah, because his reservation yeah. got yeah. bumped to the cheaper motel down yeah. the street. He's the guy who uh, announced Laura Palmer's death over the PA. Uh, in right, Twin Peaks. that's right. He's yeah. also an Ace yeah. Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah. Yes, he is. And this, you know, yet another instance where this guy is freaking out over a reservation, and his <gasps> wife is crying, and it's this big to do, and he's uh, uh, Raul is hearing what. The desk clerk is saying in his head. Right, which I love. This guy's performance is fantastic. And I don't know this actor's name. For a second, I thought it was John Hamm. He kind of looks like him. He's the the guy who's in in Wet Hot American Summer. Thank you! And he also is on that, I think he's on a Law & Order show. I knew there was a reason we invited you. Oh, he was on on Scrubs as well. He was the doctor that played with the the puppets that was uh, clashing Uh, uh, with Dr. Cox. That's him. That's him. Oh my God. And he humps the fridge and went out American summer. Oh my. Yeah, I just didn't recognize him and I'm not even being insulting. He's been bald for quite some time so I didn't yeah, recognize he's him usually with this bald. weird hair piece that they've he's got, got kind of a movie. comb over. I he think does. at this point he's oh, young enough. Johnny but it was the 70s. So you could have hair, you could have any kind of hair you wanted in the 70s and still get laid. Hey, yeah, if Dr. I mean, Ross yeah. proves that. I mean, it was, yeah. And and I can prove that because I had an afro in high school and I didn't get laid. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you were going to say something about your parents. No, uh, no, <laughs> sorry, stop it. <laughs> if I move, they can't see me, hindsighters. I don't yes. know where this is going. <laughs> no. But yeah, so they get to. The- <laughs> 
But I love the way Johnny Depp walks. He's almost like a like a, a monkey. Or I was going to ask, but did Hunter Thompson really walk like that? He, he must have. I think he, he did. He, he must have. It's almost yeah. like if Charlie yeah. Chaplin dropped acid. Yeah. 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 No, it's Captain Jack Sparrow on mescaline instead of rum. Yeah, that's a movie we should have done. Oh, yeah. We should do Chaplin. We the biopic? Yeah. The Robert Downey yeah, the Jr. Biopic. Oh, okay. the biopic. Okay. I've seen every well, Chaplin movie. Uh, see, I think he did because when they did the Hunter Thompson character on the Venture Christine Brothers, um, which I don't know if anyone here has ever seen the Venture Brothers. I, I know of it. Okay. Negative. There, there is a, there's a character on that show who is Hunter Thompson, and he he's, he walks the same way. Well, he must have walked that way. Yeah, so, in that case. Uh, well, I'm thinking if Johnny Depp lived with him for three months, he he had to yeah. adopt his characteristics. Oh, yeah. So my sense is the performance we see here I love, is Hunter S. Thompson. I think it is. I think it, I don't think Johnny Depp would have done it if it wasn't no, right, he, authentically. I mean, much Not better than Bill Murray. I, I would give it more to oh, Johnny yeah. Depp. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I need we to see are that at this, version. We are at this creepy moment with Christina Ricci because... And we, yeah, it's um, very creepy. Because the and first thing that happens is she's in a room alone with Benicio Del Toro and when uh, Raul walks through the door, she just starts gnawing on his leg. <laughs> she's she's a, also a minor. Yeah, yeah she's a minor. Yeah, very young. And they're yeah. just feeding her LSD and keeping her tripped and, out. And, and Dr. Gonzo has a bed sheet on that has sort of a, a saffron piping to it which Ta-da. looks very much Ta-da. like a uh, a buddhist monk's you know robes and i, I thought great i thought it was like a cult thing like had, yeah. had he started a cult you know i was thinking that too like you gotta wonder very charles mansony i wouldn't vibe, put it past you know him. yeah especially since he's getting young naive people he might just, have started a religion yeah. just for a short period of time hey in the 70s you could do that in the 70s oh, yeah. then he had to go you cover know? a case that monday so he, yeah. he abandoned it he had to kind of let it go a bit now did, is she married to tim Burton? Christina Ricci, no. no. Uh, she no. was in Sleepy Hollow with okay. Johnny Depp. Because uh, we we talked about that a little on that episode. Oh, you were yeah. a little... Tim, Tim Burton is... A s- Helena Bonham he was, Carter. Helena Bonham That's Carter right. was his wife. Yeah. That's right. And um, now he's dating... Um, Eva Green. Eva Green. Yes. Well, what? supposedly. That's what, yeah. yeah. Supposedly he's dating I've Eva never Green. seen Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. What? I, will, I know. I, I will sum Sleepy Hollow up... Get out. ...in this way. <laughs> okay. Out. Get out. I'm gone. You, Bye guys. you may not finish Sleepy Hollow saying that you enjoyed it. You might watch hey. the whole. No, 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 no. Honestly speaking, no, no. There's a there's a positive to it. Okay. It is a flawless movie. Okay. That doesn't uh, that. I think it's flaw. There's nothing. I think in the it's movie, very well balanced. It's not exactly flawless. But I'll that doesn't talking. make it a good movie necessarily. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But there's really nothing wrong with it. Everything in it. Directing, lighting, acting, writing. It's all good. Lighting, it's all music, yeah, It's all there. Well, sometimes yeah. the flaws can make something really unique and amazing. I yeah. agree. Right? Like Star Wars. Well, yeah. 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 You know what this movie needs is more lens flare. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but going back to kind of that Christina Ricci, Johnny Depp thing, because they've been in multiple projects together. And one of the things that you brought up, Jason, was the fact that you were bothered that they have like a 17-year-old, 17-year age difference. But I think that's not really what's the weird factor in that relationship. Did I bring that up? Yeah, you did on Sleepy Hollow. Oh, on Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, you had been drinking. You may not remember. Well, I just it. didn't remember it in this one. <laughs> if I don't remember it, it didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't yes. happen. That's right. PUI, <laughs> podcasting under the influence. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening, kids. But yeah. It's great. No, but what, <laughs> But going back to that point. As it, we watch Fear and Loathing in fucking Las Vegas. One of the, I don't condone the use of, the of that. Movies. Hey, but it worked for me. Yeah. But with their age difference, I think what's really kind of strange about it is the fact that Christina Ricci met Johnny Depp 
on the set of Mermaids when she was nine and he was 27. Yeah. So that, to me, is what makes yeah. it weird. Because oh, age difference weird. in Hollywood now, now, is now, now you're getting into, like, Highlander. You know, like, he met her as a little girl. Yeah. Then he was her lover. Yeah. Some it, Woody it's, Allen it's, shit. It's, yeah. It's very Anne Rice. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Louis and... Uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Topical, <laughs> boom. <laughs> want, want to you know, this goes back to Chaplin, who would marry 17 and 18 year old girls. Yeah. yeah hey, way to bring yeah. it full circle. Yeah, thank you. But, yeah. Yeah. So, that, and, and then she winds up in this movie, still but, kind of underages, gnawing on his leg. So they, they just got to Oh, come on. Who hasn't had a girl gnaw on their leg? I love it. I don't yeah. see any hands raising, and none of the, yeah, none exactly, of the hindsight yeah. is doing I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the weird thing to contend with with the relationship between Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci is not so much their age difference because in Hollywood that's just that's all over the place. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't have any personal uh, feelings about no, this at it's all. Just, no. It's sort of, yeah. Um, no, anyway. Uh, no, but seriously, in Hollywood, you've got like Ashton and Demi. Like, uh, I think Madonna's dating a 26-year-old. So Yes. Uh, yeah. Is she dating yeah. you, young Adam? Because aren't you 26? No. You're not dating no. Madonna? He's 25. Oh, okay. No, so, yeah. I'm not 26 yet. Knocked off the board. <laughs> but no, but the weird thing with Johnny bum, and Christina is... It's just a number. <laughs> age. <laughs> you knew I was going to catch that. I'm older than you think. We try. Mm. Well, that's adorable now that you're backpedaling. <laughs> He's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Isn't he? <laughs> like, like a little puppy. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the weird thing about their relationship is that they met, it's not their age difference, it's the fact that they met when she was nine years old and he was 27. Mm -hmm. That Mr. Mr. B, that would be like us meeting when I was nine and you yes. were. Insert integer here. <laughs> right. No, no, but that is does make it weird. Because Aha, so it is an integer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a symbol of some sort. Yes. I'm one step closer. <laughs> it's not a negative number. You'll never know. But yeah, no, that's true because they do have that history. It's got some very And you can, you can recollect that history. And that makes it a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it does. That, that, that's what makes. Yeah. I remember bouncing you on my knee. Oh no. God! <laughs> now let's go have sex, <laughs> and now yeah. let's bounce you in another way. <laughs> no, no. Uh, on video. <laughs> I'm going to bounce you on my knees. No, all right. <laughs> okay. Moving on. No, I, but in Sleepy Hollow, I think they did oh, a good God. job of making it may, way more innocent than that. So anyhow. I, I opened this can of worms. I have nobody to blame but my damn yeah. self. Oh, Moving on. Okay. But this is the part of the film where he takes that imaginary drug that never really existed. The adrenochrome. 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 It's a damn shame it's not real. Uh, yeah, but which I which is like... Look at him. I mean, it's like drawn <laughs> from the pituitary gland the of a dead person. He turns into like T-Rex hand guy. Yeah. Well, and this, the story behind it is even shady as all get out too because uh, Gonzo's talking about how he acquired the adrenochrome because one of his clients couldn't afford to pay him in money, but he offered him this controlled substance that was well, like pure mescaline type something. Yeah, well, it, and Johnny Depp said, he said something like... Um, because he got to review the original notes okay. that Hunter Thompson kept when he, you know, he was right. actually when experiencing he was the this. And Johnny Depp said Hunter's something basement. like, "If he had put everything in the book, believe me, people would be in jail." Oh, like, sure. like yeah. there's Duh. much more so much that more went on, stuff. yeah, other than just the drugs. I can imagine, well, and even just how Hunter Thompson went about his job when he worked for the Rolling Stone magazine. He would, he wouldn't even have a real deadline. They would send him to cover something. He would, he uh, he called his fax machine the Mojo Wire. And <laughs> he would send it into the Rolling Stone. That's what I call. 
No, c- carry on. <laughs> Nobody needs to know, Jason. Uh, yeah, he via the Mojo Wire, uh, he would actually... We respect YouTube's terms of service. We do. Uh, he transmit his copy uh, a few pages at a time and at odd hours and call his editor at like 2 a.m. to discuss the story. And even his editor back then was like, it was, it was just like hurting cats but well, it, but it's like editing for muhammad ali you want that you want that opportunity yeah. he was clever because what he would do is he would turn his his copy in when there was enough time for it to go to print but yes. there wasn't enough time to, to edit, edit it, it. Yes. that's yeah. amazing yeah. yeah and you know if you can get away with that why wouldn't you see i i could never get away with no, that one nobody could. for a newspaper and, and that's why there are no movie stars that's why there's no genuine rock stars. That's why there's no Hunter Thompson. Because all the people who control movies, music, all the outlets, they don't have any interest in a Hunter Thompson. Yeah. Because, no, we want people who, we're going to get them, we're going to get their stuff, do what we want to with it, put it out there, and if they don't like it, we fire them and get the next person. Well, and I think there's a careful balance to that, too, though, because even on Caddyshack, you had these legends like Chevy Chase and uh, Bill Murray running around and getting ripped every night, and then call time was getting later and later in the morning, and it was pissing off the other actors, it was costing production, like, it was a bunch of things, and so you have to be able to sort of ride the high, as it were, and find a balance where you're still able to do your job yeah. the next morning, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And not ruin it for future Studios people. are businesses. They don't want to make classic movies that will be on AFI in 100 years. They want movies that will make a reasonable return on investment. As soon as possible. And, and this was not one of those movies, Fear and oh, no, in no, Las Vegas. No, no, no. Really not wasn't. even. Although it did, it sold a lot of uh, copies of books for Hunter Thompson, though. Well, <laughs> so yeah, he, it, yeah. He did caused, good off of it. I found out who he was through this movie. Yeah, same yeah. here. A yeah. lot of people did, and it was because he was just a rock star. But he he was he was a shooting star for a while because it, he was really famous and he was new. He invented gonzo journalism, but then he started getting harder and harder to work with his you know his writer required the speed and the grapefruit like i mentioned earlier but he would you know go to zaire for a huge epic legendary fight and he was too drunk in the bar he stayed in the bar the entire time and got too drunk to cover it and the thing is we would today go i want to i don't give a shit about the fight i want to hear about when hunter thompson was dead yeah i want somebody to have been writing about that the fight whatever there's like seven thousand people covering let's read about another wacky adventure with hunter exactly yeah yeah yeah, because you still get references to it work to to this day including uh well it's a little dated but gilmore girls they were talking about oh yeah hunter thompson you've got to be a risky journalist you he didn't yeah. just write about the hell's angels well, he the put Venture you Brothers, in those bikers heads they based an entire character it is hunter thompson no it is you know? it, yeah do you, well, and do you guys know why he was kicked out of the hell's angels no why because, he got drunk too much <laughs> uh well no they all got ripped together they were all doing drugs and he was so familiar with them by at one point one of the bikers who was beating his wife Thompson called him out for it, and the, the Hell's Angels just stomped the hell out of him for uh, it. So that was the end of it. But um, I got to read that book. That is the book I want to read. Yeah, no, I yeah. was saying that the other night at home. I was like, you know, of all the things that I think I could really follow as far as Hunter Thompson's literature, I think that might be my best shot. Because every fear and loathing, it, it's kind of like the whole beatnik thing. It gets on this train of consciousness, and you're just like, all right, where the hell are we going with this? And I get, I get, it's like the jam band of writers. You right. just never know when the hell it's going to end. Yeah, it is. It's sort of the Grateful Dead, which, mm-hmm. right. let's be honest, 99% of the people who say they love the Grateful Dead don't really. They love how that makes them look yeah, to other because people. Because, in all honesty, mm. You know, but it but it makes you feel good to say you like them. 
Well, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, well, I love the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But realistically, most people can't listen to Name more than three of their songs. Well, <laughs> you know, 35 minutes of one guitar solo, you know. Yeah. So interesting uh, little Easter egg for the listeners here who are fans of this movie. Mm. Um, if you want to see Johnny Depp reprise this exact character for uh, two or three seconds, watch the a- highly underrated animated film that Johnny Depp starred in a few years back Rango? called Rango. Mm. And in the movie Rango, he's he's flipped up in the air on a busy highway and there's a bunch of cars going really fast down the road and he lands on a bunch of different windshields of different cars. He hits the windshield of a car and it's none other than Raul Duke. He freaks out. He freaks out when he sees Rango the gecko on his car, says something really goofy and then flips him off his windshield and it's Johnny Depp doing the voice. And you can see and sleeping in the back of the car is Dr. Gonzo. That's awesome. So watch that clip of Rango. Well, Well, we never would have gotten that story from any one other that wasn't underage, you know. So thank yes. you for that You're welcome. Yes. My youthfulness is is useful for something. Well, and and we do sadly have to come to a close, but I do think it is important to talk about one of the most important social issues associated with this movie, and not not with the movie, but with Hunter Thompson, you know, creator of Gonzo Journalism, potentially the inspiration for Gonzo the Muppet. That's, who did he? Gonzo is he the reason it. why Gonzo was named Gonzo? You gotta I'm wonder. thinking, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking, Young yeah. Adam, I put it to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> yes. Tell us, yeah. tell us all about that. I, I don't see how agree. it could any, be anything other than. Yeah. You, know? you, you just quit watching Sesame Street six months ago, so <laughs> so you would know better than us. Recite the ABCs, please. What's the word of the day? But, Rebar! Oh, no, but that was one thing that, because I, I, I fell down the rabbit hole a little bit with my uh, research on Hunter Thompson, because I watched the movie, like you said, Jason, and I couldn't even watch it all the way through in one sitting. I had to it's watch tough. it. It's really rough. rough. It is literally, genuinely I'm hard so to glad watch. I'm not alone. I thought I was the only one. No. no. Okay. <laughs> you are not, because I try, once again, I tried to watch it in college with my friend and they were all, you know, doing drugs or whatever. And I was like, I have to go. I'll see you guys later. This movie. But they're so just not- doing drugs so they don't have to pay attention to the movie. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, this isn't helping your experience. I'm leaving. So you but- can watch cats and do drugs and go, yeah, I had a good time. It'll be a yeah, way better yeah, movie. Yeah, I had a, a very good <laughs> way time. Way better movie. Enjoyable. But I, I really enjoyed my research more on Hunter Thompson than I did really in watching the movie because you found out like, was he the inspiration for Gonzo, who's you know a big stunt performer? He and what, also well, liked to be shot out what, of cannons. What is what is Gonzo? describe him as he is self-identified as a whatever exactly which is kind of what john uh, gonzo journalism is which as as uh, a fellow uh, journalist young adam do you believe that gonzo journalism violates the temporal prime directive because <laughs> <laughs> you're deliberately affecting the outcome of your story what? so <laughs> so young adam are you familiar with mr noodle <laughs> mr noodle mr. Yeah. Noodle. i know of mr noodle. he's in this he's in this film he is yes he's from green mile as well Great actor. But, but, you know, the thing is, though, if you really want to see what this movie, the sort of animated or children's version of this movie, just watch H.R. Puffin stuff. Oh, Ooh. Lord have because mercy. That's no, don't watch H.R. Puffin stuff. stuff. Yeah, I think I think Hunter Thompson will watch and go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm not that would trip this. him out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this well, is Hunter, a little much. Hunter, Tom, Hunter, Thompson. Hunter Thompson even said, you know, when he saw this movie, he said something along the lines, if I ever, if I actually saw somebody... Acting, acting like, like this, this, I would beat them with, with a chair. chair. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> apparently one of the few things that he was like upset about 
with this film was there's a scene where Johnny Depp throws change at a little person. Yes. And he goes, that's completely out of character. That's not what I would do. Oh, oh of course <laughs> not. Because I'm sure you remember everything you've ever done while on a mescaline high. But yeah. Because uh, do we know do we know where uh, Gonzo journalism was even coined, gentlemen? No. Thank I, I, wanna, I mean, I'm guessing Stowis. Rolling Stone. Uh, I feel it, like it, was, it would be. It was a piece that another writer commented on it or another editor describing kind of what they were doing with Hunter Thompson, kind of letting him run off his own leash. And he just said, I don't know what you're doing here. It's it's totally effed up, but it's it's totally gonzo. Okay. And he, that, that's where the word came from. That uh, really okay. coined that makes that's sense. the movement that it. Hunter Thompson started. He didn't even coin the, the term himself. Well, let's stick with that. Yeah, that's that works the, for that's me. the name Dr. Gonzo. It is. Yeah. And... Mm. Um, you know, I guess uh, if we are winding down, what are what are our final thoughts as far as because it doesn't necessarily sound like any of us watched this movie as children specifically, no. but no. I would make the argument that I was still too young to have watched this movie when I, I first did because my I mean, God, I, you know, I guess I was too young because I was actually in college and in an environment where I could get my hands on pretty much whatever I wanted, Ooh. you know? Um, so maybe that's not, maybe there is no right time <laughs> to watch this. I don't think there is for anyone. Um, really. But um, I don't, yeah, no, there's no right time to watch it. So that <laughs> being said, no, yeah. I, I wonder how this no. is going to scale on Alta Seinfeld for everybody, but for exactly that reason that we didn't see it, we don't have this nostalgia with it. No, I saw it as a teenager, but that only one time and then I watched it again now. <laughs> but has it like I, so in that case you would have been the youngest out of any of us who yeah. watched it at a young age or youngish age so you know where does it rate for you young Adam? On the Alf to Seinfeld? Because remember uh, the perfect five is if it's just as good as it, just as good as it was back then or did it improve for I'm some reason? It did it, I'm telling you that right now. So <laughs> if it's no, not nearly as good as the first time you saw it it would be more on the Alf side right? Yes. yes. It's more on the Alf side. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it a nine. I did not see that coming. Now, I'll tell you why. Go right ahead. Because the the sort of negative feelings of, you know, Jesus Christ, what did I just do? You yeah. know, I feel like I should, like, you know, like, <laughs> wash my hands you know, after this movie. <laughs> Those are the same. Okay. But the thing that I, that I appreciate that I didn't appreciate at the time was the, the filmmaking quality of it. You know, I went and I yeah. saw okay. it, and it was a movie. Now, right. now I see it, and it's you understand the cinematic well, language. Yeah, I'm looking it. at it like, oh, well, this is you know, it's Terry Gilliam. What am I? I'm looking. Oh, look, there's like a little thing of Terry Gilliam art, right? You know, in the background. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, okay, that's really cool. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff from a filmmaking perspective that I didn't appreciate, and the fact that Terry Gilliam just went balls in. And he made a movie that he said, this is going to be the greatest, most beloved movie ever made, and it's going to be the worst, most hated movie ever made. And he did it, <laughs> you know? He made the thing. He made that. He jumped and the shark. <laughs> they had budget issues. They they couldn't get the lenses they wanted for the cameras because yeah. they didn't have the money for it. They never... Um, Tobey Maguire, in that in one scene, you know, his they had to do a reshoot, but they hadn't put in the rider something about the wig. Like uh -huh. with him shaving his head. That's oh, okay. And so oh, wow. the, the wig looks funny because it would have cost them fifteen thousand dollars more to get him to shave his head again. To put it in the right to put the writer in that originally for the reshoots. Oh, wow. and they didn't have the money, so okay. they didn't put that in. That's why there's one shot in this where you can see that the wig is on top of hair. Oh, oh, wow. That's why oh, I didn't catch that. They didn't have the money for it, yeah. and you know what? He, by God, he did it. 
you know, and he made I, it work. He made yeah. it work. It's it's it is a movie that well, every, especially a movie that didn't come out on top of its own budget. That's that's a yeah. double whammy right yeah. there. Yeah, you know, it, it everything about it is like this pure. This is my vision. This is it. While at the same time being very true to Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. And to me, that's an accomplishment. I couldn't have appreciated that when I first saw it much younger. It, so it's almost yeah, a similar. I, I can that. see that because he did something similar <clears throat> with Baron Munchausen, where he stuck with what yeah. the vision was supposed to be. Having said that, I will never watch this movie again. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh. This and Shivers have made my never, yeah. never, never again, again list. No, I'm, yeah. I'm out. I, Call me Barbara. I'm, I'm out. so glad I'm not alone on this. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, I'm, I'm on the other side of the spectrum, and I'll make this really quick. When I first watched this, this is the first time I ever saw this film, by the way, okay. just a week ago. Really? I knew all about it, but okay. I never sat through it. That surprises And me. as I was watching it, I was thinking, who gave this the green light? <laughs> what the heck were they yeah. thinking? It was just... But once I finished one, I can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it I, sticks. I, it's like, I got online today and I started watching clips from it. I just had to keep watching all the different clips. And it, I want to watch it again. It sticks with you. It, it, does, it, it is. It, it's yeah. like a, a good hearty meal. It sticks to my ribs and I, I just want to watch it again. It's, that's the best analogy. And that's what's wrong it's, with movies today. Movies yeah. today, you they don't, don't make add, emotional It's like a light snack. This, it's going to a big German restaurant. <laughs> and if you like German food, great. And if you don't, eh, but you're full. Right. Yeah. When it's over. Oh, yeah. So, and you're yeah. thinking about that restaurant exactly. weeks later. Yes. See, to yes. me, this movie is more of the emotional equivalent <clears throat> of being completely sober. You're not doing anything wrong. You're driving. A cop is suddenly behind you, and you get super nervous. That's how this movie makes me feel. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, I know I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm literally just watching Johnny Depp and Benicio, Toro, Benicio Del Toro. But you like feel that act, way. You feel like you're I, doing something yeah, wrong. I feel like I'm doing yes. something wrong. I hope my that, boss doesn't find out yes. about this. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll be fired. What are I you hope, doing? Uh, pornography. I'm watching <laughs> porn. <laughs> if someone, if someone rings the doorbell it. right now, I'm going to hide <laughs> under the covers. Like, absolutely Oh, you not. missed that one. Uh, I gave that one to you. Sorry. I didn't hear it. Just jacking it. Cyril. Figures. Anyway. Just twiddling the pooter. Okay, so they go. Oh, we've had such a bad influence on this poor kid. Oh, Contributing to the delinquency of, of a minor. Of America. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at least we didn't feed him LSD like Benicio and Christina. But, you know, I feel Feeding like we're... Feeding a minor LSD. No, no, no. That's when we watch Return to Oz. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's when we bust out the Pink Floyd. We're hoping friend. to see that one. So, oh, the um, wheelers. Then, Miss B, what is your grade on Alf to Seinfeld? Well, I'll tell you. When I first watched it, it was Alf. Okay. Now it's getting close to Seinfeld. It's a right. it's a spectrum. It's a transition. And yeah. I'll watch it one more time, and so I'll get back to you yeah. later. But I, I, I have to say, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Wait a year or two. You know, it's sort of like The Big Lebowski. I used to watch The Big Lebowski all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen that movie a thousand times. And now it's like, no, I'm going to wait. And then yeah. one night... When all the stars align and everything, is, and I have free <laughs> time, no I'm going to put the Big Lebowski you. in, grab a couple beers, maybe make a white Russian, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be, it's the best thing in the world. Fair know? enough. Now, having said all of these things, we are on video now. Oh, I, we, have, I haven't done my rating yet. I haven't done mine either. Oh, I thought you. Oh, I guess I did, but I didn't give my thoughts. You didn't give. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's revisit them. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, get it together. Are you on mescaline right now? Come on. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to start off by saying I don't exactly know if I like this film. Mm. Good. But that's the best that 
To me, that's the best. If you don't even know if you like it. I don't know if I like it, but I will say this. I don't regret ever seeing it. I think it will stick with me until the end of time. I've seen it twice, and I think that's enough for me. But I will say this. It's quotable. It's memorable. It will stick with you. I appreciate a lot of the cinematography. I think Depp's performance is very committed and Mm. iconic and wacky. I respect that Terry Agalium just did whatever he wanted with this movie. (laughs) And and my complaints about this movie are the things that the movie was trying not to do. I I don't think it... It doesn't have a cohesive plot. It doesn't have character development. Well, guess what? The movie says, fuck you to cohesive plot. (laughs) So I have to respect that this movie properly depicts Hunter S. Thompson and that it, it does its job. It, it's a two-hour drug trip of a movie and it does its job. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Awesome. Agreed, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, in that case, I, I'm surprising even myself with my grade. It went a little more Seinfeld than I expected it to because, Ooh. like I said, I struggled when I was younger to watch this movie and I just couldn't sit through it. It was a little too disturbing and I, I was very green going into college, so this was just way off the deep end for yeah. me and yeah. I, I couldn't really stomach it. And I, I've i never watched this movie in one sitting, even now for this one. Like I said, right. I had to watch yeah. it in two Can parts. Can you put the cigarette holder in your mouth as you give oh, your, yeah. deliver Let's, your last? Uh, let me deliver my last thoughts <clears throat> yes. with my, uh, my cigarette. Because we are glasses. on... YouTube now. Yes, not we are my, listeners. Not my tube. And I've got to get out of here quickly because the drugs are beginning to take hold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was pretty good. That was very good. But yeah, I will say that it wound up on more of the Seinfeld, so I'm going to give it a six because I, if nothing else, my literary roots from college, I was an English major, as you hindsighters are aware, and this movie prompted me to do research on a famous author whom I knew more about than I expected to, just because you don't get handed a Hunter S. Thompson novel or article to read in college. No. Not, it's not typical. No. No. Uh, you're going to get the Grapes of Wrath and all the classics and whatever, and you might get something a little askew from now and again, but not a Thompson work. But your teachers do touch on who he is and the fact that he started Gonzo Journalism, and he was a pioneer along with like Jack Kerouac and all those big kind of writers who changed literature forever. Yeah. So I knew who he was. I knew some things about him. I knew that Johnny Depp had paid to fire his remains out of a out of a cannon. But I, I knew the tip of the iceberg about Hunter Thompson. And then this movie prompted my research to find out what the rest of the iceberg really looked like. And this movie is actually a very accurate reflection of who he was as a man. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've got, actually, I'm going to bump it up a little to six and a half. Cause that, Never be satisfied with just the tip. Just the Let's tip. Let's close with that. Are you going to pay for your lunch? <laughs> Just the tip. And on that note, we... On that bombshell, uh, the mescaline just kicked in, and we've got to get him out of here before he starts breaking our equipment, listeners. But So anyway, guys, uh, once again, you have actually been privy to a very special episode of Double the Atoms and Double the Fun. Oh, yeah. So, fellas, thank you once again for joining us in the studio. Jason and I greatly appreciate it. Um, you can find us on the social mediums, on the Facebook and the Twitter. And uh, and they'll be down here now. What's, we'll, act, um, we'll actually be able the, to put that Well, that camera's here. rocked about 40,000 times. <laughs> well, no, I'll cut to this one. <laughs> okay, yeah. so they won't see me at all. Yeah. Or it'll look like a Hunter Thompson film with them yeah, just here, seeing wait, me. <laughs> 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 waving. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, listeners. But, yeah, you can find us on Instagram as well. So, please check us out. Um, this is our first episode of season. Season two, this has been Darth Jader with Young Adam, Adam B, and Jason Mitchell. This is Hindsight and Good, good Night. night.